This is the Influence Leadership Podcast, Episode 18. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Influence Leadership Podcast with Chris Fuller, where our heart is to develop leaders like you and help you increase your individual influence and your leadership skill set. I'm your host, Brett Duncan. I am joined today by Chris Fuller. Hello, Chris. Hey, Brett. How are you? I am good. I am good. It is, as we record this, which a lot of times we batch our episodes together sure. and spread them out, right? It is May 31st, 2016, last day of May. We are entering... Uh, I guess it's actually the day after Memorial Day. It is. We're here at your offices. A, yeah. lot, of, a lot of chatter as people are coming back. Hustle and bustle. People are still on vacation a little bit. That's right. And we that's how we set up. We just set a microphone in a room. We start talking. So uh, uh, that's how we like to go here. And so you might hear some of that background noise as we go. And hopefully you feel like you're part of just sitting here. Welcome with to us. the office. That's man. right. We're talking just, leadership and hanging out. That's right. That's right. So, uh, Chris, I'm excited about this because we've got... Uh, Today's going to be fun because we're getting a little audience participation. Yeah. Um, and if I understand it correctly, this came in, was it email or Facebook? Or Facebook. Facebook. Okay. So Sam, yeah. thank you, Sam. Uh, Sam reached out to us and said, loving the podcast. Glad to hear there's more uh, episodes on the way. And one topic that he specifically said he'd like to talk about is vision casting. And here's how he set that up. He said, I know it's ultimately a culmination of leadership principles day in and day out. But I'd really like to learn uh, more about the daily, weekly, monthly strategies for how I can make sure my team is moving forward as a unit with the same larger goal in mind. And I have to say, Sam, you have captured, uh, I think, a question, whether we verbalize it or not, a lot of us in your position uh, we're asking this question on an ongoing basis. So I'm eager to hear your answers on this, Chris. What do you think? You know, I think this is this fits right in with Iditarod, right? Yeah. So the end of the race is a burled arch. That's the vision that we're chasing. Um, and it's a big goal, right? The burled arch is 1,100 miles away from Nome. So as we're sitting here and, and, you know, and you have this dream, this vision, this mission that's just looming in front of you. Well, one of the things as a as a leader that I'm constantly thinking about is, do I have the right team that's going to get me all the way to Nome? And what do I do with this team to make sure that they are pulling together and pulling in this forward progress as opposed to all the things that can go wrong with the team, right? Right. Uh, they can quit on you. They can lay down. They can get distracted. They can run off the trail. They can wander. They can. There's a thousand things that they can do. So really, as we set it up to think about you know, does a team need a vision in the first place? Mm. And I think everybody needs a vision. We have to have that burled arch. You know, we've got to have that that uh, that that dragon to slay, if you will, that princess to rescue. And I think that teams need that too. And I've got people all the time that, that ask me about you know this millennial generation and, and what how do I lead this millennial generation? Mm -hmm. But if you look around. They are a cause-oriented generation, probably one of the most cause-oriented generations that we've seen in quite some time. And, and they want to know that they're a part, not just of something that is a, a, a drawn a check. Mm -hmm. They want to be a part of something transformational. And so one of the things first right off the bat is I would just encourage Sam, make sure that what you're doing is a big enough cause 
to want make others want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And and as I as I'm you know talking to leaders all the time, one of the things I probably could could guess is you know what if Sam's asking the question, it's a worthwhile cause for Sam. Is he able to transfer that personal vision? Why did you join this organization? Why are you investing your right. life here? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's more impactful than to say, hey, XYZ Corporation, we're about this. Yeah. And more so into what does this do and how does that contribute to humanity and how are we adding value to society? And if you can't really connect your marketplace with the personal impact, then I think that you can start to leak some of that motivation by people. Mm. But when we're linking together what we do in business or in our organizations, and we link that back to social contribution, and we link that back to societal family benefit, then I think that that shows me that I'm investing my life far more than in a paycheck, but in a purpose. And purpose always yields more powerful pull than process or simply a paycheck. Yeah. Well, and a a quick clarification, too, because just as we talk vision statements, you know, a lot of times we think, ah, here's the company's vision statement. And that has a role, right? But you're talking team vision. Now, are those two things different? Are you just finding in the company vision statement what resonates with the team? Or or how do you do that? Yeah. So one of the times that we talked to, you know, we were, were, I was up in Canada and I was working with a company and essentially, you know, one of their, one of their vision statements was, um, we impact this market segment um, by what we do. We yeah. make these people's lives better. Yeah. And, and it was centered around a particular uh, type of business. And, and I don't want to go into the details of that. But essentially, um, by the time that we finished talking about culture and vision, it was we equip and empower people to unlock their full potential to solve problems for the benefit of our customers or constituents. Mm-hmm. So the, the, if you are a person that loves solving problems and love using your expertise for the benefit of, then you were naturally, that could be a recruitment tactic. Yeah. So if, if the first thing that we've got to do uh, to quote Jim Collins, get the right people on the bus, right? right. We got to get the right people on the team. Right. You know, from, from our analogy, we got to get the right people on the sled. We got to get the right people in the kennel. Yeah. But if you don't have that, that vision, that that run purpose, then there's then it can derail into all kinds of, of uh, uh, you know organizational derivative. We we can we really the team can start um, internally squabbling. Um, we can get off track. We'll you know we've got to do all that we talk about in Iditarod. It's such a key piece. But imagine taking it from you know we make widgets mm-hmm. to. We equip and empower people to bring their best to work every day to solve complex problems that allow people to fulfill their vision, mission, you know, right. that are our customers and yeah. clients. Yeah. You know, we're, we're looking at what, what is that higher calling? What is that purpose? And, and, you know, how many of us can get fired up about drawing a check? Yeah. Um, you know, it's necessary, but right. does that really unlock that particular part of me that is beyond just this is what I do into who I am. Well, and does it differentiate your company? You know, right? I mean, yeah. every business by its very nature, you draw a check from it, right? I right. mean, you can draw a check Hopefully. anywhere. I mean, yeah. obviously the size differs and all of that, right. but there's, there's something more to it, right? There is. Yeah. 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 
So, I mean, I, you know, the, the, we'll get into some of it. We can just, uh, you know, take this piece by piece. But really, you know, one of those first pieces is, do we have an organizational vision mission? Mm-hmm. That's, that's that clarity piece. But now let's, let's drop that back into, so what does this mean for us? Yeah, um, I would just encourage you. There's multiple facets of vision, but I think we need to have an organizational vision, mm-hmm. and I think we need to have a personal vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as we have a, a personal vision, um, as I get to know my team, we could probably unpack this one a little bit as well. What motivates a team is what motivates them individually while connecting to the larger overall. And so do you know as their leader, uh, hey, Sam, why do your people want to come to work every day? And do you know what they're wanting to achieve in their life? Mm-hmm. And then as, as we can align your desired life checkpoints mm-hmm. with our organizational impact, you can show people how they can attain what they want in life through full and complete contribution to this workplace while making a societal impact or a organizational impact with what we do. So right. two things, organizational vision, personal vision, and then certainly we've got to componentize that vision into, like what Sam asked, daily, weekly, monthly um, checkpoints, if you will, to talk our lingo um, into that mission success. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, I I like how you say uh, componentize uh, the vision, right? So what does, and I think that's where most people struggle, right? Like, I think everyone gets excited about uh, vision, organizational vision, my personal vision, and it's certainly an exercise. If you're not clear on what that is, obviously you need to do that. But even when you are clear on your vision, um, you still have to come back and say, okay, so what do I do with that now? Right. And what do I do with it today and next week? And, and so, you know, where do you start with it with a team on that? You know, the old adage, how do you eat an elephant? Yeah. One bite at a time. Yeah. Um, Which, so, by the way, who is eating an elephant, right? I mean, <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, that's another episode, maybe. <laughs> um, somebody hungry enough yeah, to exactly. look at something 300 times their size and go, yeah, I think I'll eat that. Yeah. There might be something to that, actually. Yeah, yeah, you know, I you think go. we have chased a few of those visions. Yeah. Um, but essentially, it comes down into, okay, um, right now... Our offices, I'm here, we're here in Arlington, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, it matters what road you take if you want to get to Austin. Yeah. So if we want to get to Austin, we jump on I-35 North, what's the likelihood we're going to end up in Austin? It is highly unlikely. <laughs> but it starts with that north part. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, that the componentization of it essentially says, what are the trail markers along the way? So yeah. again... But just reminding everybody, tying it back to Iditarod, the Iditarod dog sled race that I use as an analogy for quite a bit. Uh, the race is 1,100 miles, and how are you? How can people even conceive what a 1,100 mile run is going to look like? Right. And you don't. It's a, a 25 checkpoint race. Mm-hmm. So if I can look at 25 checkpoints of somewhere between 30 and 50 miles, 30 and 100 miles each, whatever that number is, then I can, along the way, understand that I'm making progress towards. Mm -hmm. And again, I think that we need that strong, compelling vision, that passionate, purposeful pull. But at the same time, we as humans need to know we're making progress. Mm -hmm. And so if we're making progress towards the wrong end or progress towards the right end, that then again continues to fuel the motivation. And so, you know, when when we think about all this, how do we break it up? I would say, you know, for a vision, um, what does this look like? Uh, 
um, you know, can you can you break it up into four components? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what do you do? People ask me all the time. Well, what do you do? And I said, well, my goal is to make organizations better mm-hmm. through the strategic development of their people, and collectively for us to affect their processes. So, when 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 I look at my componentization, it's well, all right. So how would I know that I'm a success, and or how can people experience what I do? So. No, number one, when anybody wants to join the team or starts to say, hey, can I align with you? I'm wanting to know, uh, number one, what's your heart? Mm-hmm. Because I have one heart and that's to serve. And there's a lot. Uh, my schedule is busy. It's a crazy time. And that's great. But the reason that I won't um, give up, back down, back off, or you know, even at times, um, you know, I run a, a really hectic pace, it's because leaders touch the lives of so many people. Mm. So when, when we look at it and Gallup study and Harvard study about 70% of employees job satisfaction is their immediate boss, you know, then I think about, man, I had one organization that employed 80,000 people worldwide. And, and through that causal vision, mission, purpose statement, if I'm affecting leaders that are touching 80,000 people, then you add a spouse and a couple of kids at home, and I'm affecting 250 to three, 400,000 lives by making the leadership better that not only makes that business perform at right. top level, but brings that societal impact home. Mm-hmm. So how do we wrap this thing full circle, have a great vision, but connect it back to their life purposes? And so one of the pieces is, do you have purpose-minded people coming in the front door to begin with. Mm-hmm. Do I have a compelling vision? Organizational, personal. Do the, do the people that I'm looking at hiring, do, does that even affect my hiring process? Mm-hmm. So if somebody has a desire to make an impact in life, you are a candidate to be on our team. And then again, connecting it back to your personal vision, mission, how if you contribute fully here, how we can both benefit. It's that win-win scenario, that mutuality that simply says full contribution from you. Here's what we're going to do. And together we're going to achieve something great. Yeah. And I think part of what you said there is, is so important. You have your vision, but how will you define success? And that's really once you're clear on the many different ways that you could define success or right. the milestones, right? right? Here's a successful milestone at this point then you can actually, componentizing it gets a lot easier, right? And, it does. And, and so you can't just go straight from vision to, voila, it happened, <laughs> right? I mean, you have to say, okay, what will it start looking like when we make progress? Yeah, um, I, I think your key on that, you know, one of the, one of the pieces that I, that I talk about is um, succeeding on purpose as opposed to succeeding on accident. Yeah. And I think unless you know what that end game is clearly, how will you ever know if you've arrived at your destination? Mm-hmm. See, I'm a, I'm a big fan of two, two aspects of this. The word destiny means to decide beforehand where you're going. Mm-hmm. Destiny is the same root word as destination. Mm-hmm. So we need to decide that destination, that vision, mission, goal. Mm-hmm. And then what are those trail markers along the way? So very clean, clean, clean delineation yeah. of... Um, what is it going to look like? Yeah. How will we know when we've succeeded? And people are going to need that for their internal motivation. Yeah. You know, if you don't reach, you know, the the uh, the city of Ophir as you're running the Iditarod Trail, um, you're never going to hit the next one, which is Cripple. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to long learn along the way what does success look like. 
how do we define success, how would our clients, customers define success, mm -hmm. and then ultimately we'll be able to reach that particular piece. Yeah. Something that strikes me as you say that is, and for Sam and everyone else, but as you define what does success look like, then take that and look at your team, your organization, say, okay, what does not look like that, <laughs> you know, and what's something I can do to help it look more like it? You yeah, know? that's great. Yeah. Here's here's what success looks like. Here's the the um, the best practice behaviors uh -huh. that will lead to that. So we're again we're breaking it down bite sized pieces. Now, one thing I would say, Sam, is is I, I don't know that you have to worry about whether everybody really always sees it, gets it, knows it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the leader knows the trail that they're running. But if you give too much information to the team about the entirety of the run, um, then, then it may distract them. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know what, if you know that if they're doing these particular things well daily, mm -hmm. that the trail will take care of itself, I think that that is such a key piece to, to just knowing in, in your heart and your mind, you know what, we're doing the right things daily. We're going to get there. If I don't trust that everybody gets it, do I trust the trail map? Do I trust the process right. that I've lined out that, you know what, they may not get it. Three years down the line, two years down the line, when we roll into Nome, we cross under that burled arch and everybody starts celebrating, then they may look back and go, wow, you know what, you knew it all along, didn't you? Yeah. And so I wouldn't get so wrapped up into, does everybody always get it every single day? You as the leader need to get it. Maybe a strategic few need to get it. And then we just architect the dailies, knowing that if they do this successfully every single day, mm -hmm. business school would teach you that's what leading indicators are about. That's what predictive behaviors are about. And, uh, and just know it, trust it, work it you'll get to that, that piece. Yeah. Well, and, and he went on in his question too, and, and it specified, you know, in his weekly team meetings, he said, it seems it goes in one ear and out the other, which I, I'm assuming Sam's the only one that deals with that. Yeah. Really. I mean, surely no one else sees that. Um, and he says he feels, and uh, he's talking specifically about the vision. I'm assuming he's sharing the vision in these meetings and it's like, blah, blah, blah. Can we get on to, you know, our right. checklist, right? right? Or our commitments. And um, he says that he's, maybe it's because it's almost an intangible thing. And, of course, you just gave some thoughts on how to bring it to life. But one of the concepts that we talked about as we planned for this episode was isolation. You know, and you kind of talked on that a little bit on how you isolate certain components and then bring it all together. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned, you know, a lot of people have come up to you. You didn't think of this, but you've said people have said, oh, that's the Karate Kid principle, right? It is. Yeah. And I, I had forgotten all about it. I mean, I'd seen the Karate Kid, but then, um, you know, that was just sort of a genius. Aha. I'm like, yeah, man, that's incredible. And, no, so, I, and I see it. It's like Mr. Miyagi goes up. He's got Daniel, you know, wax on, wax off, paint the fence, wash the car. And Daniel's like, I wanted to learn karate. And he's like, go do these things. And then all of a sudden, those are isolated moves, right? Yes. And so all of a sudden, Daniel's frustrated, right? And he's getting angry. He's like, forget this. I want a karate. I didn't want to do chores. And Mr. Right. Miyagi says, wax on. He blocks him. And paint the fence. And he blocks him. And he's all of a sudden, his eyes are open. And so the same concept, right? He isolated the fundamentals. And at the right time, he was like, let's bring it together. And here's what it looks like when you put it all together and actually makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so key. Again, I know as the leader, here's the seven things that are going to be the daily success habits. Yeah. And, and or somebody has figured out some of these daily success habits along the way. 
So I think just as long as we know everybody is marching down those pieces. But, you know, that comes into that two sides. Mm -hmm. Efficient, effective development of your human capital, building Mm -hmm. the people and building the right systems, minimizing bureaucracy, but then putting that lofty, purposeful goal in front of them. And I love to put it this way. Two things. What if we succeed? What's the benefit? Mm -hmm. What if we fail? What's the cost? Mm -hmm. And I think in the middle of doing the daily habits, why did these mushers run this, you know, do training runs all year long to be able to to get to the other side, right? To get to the finish the race. And I think that the the genius of the dailies, I heard one guy say, you play like you practice. Mm -hmm. And in the book, you know, I put it in there that amateurs practice until they get it right. Right. Professionals practice until they can't get it wrong. I love that quote. So (laughs) as, as we're sitting here doing the dailies, don't grow weary in the dailies. Mm -hmm. Connect the dailies to the purpose through, again, an effective process. No, I think that's great. And I think it's, again, back to Sam, hopefully you're jotting these notes down and, and the rest of you as well, obviously. But it really starts with, one, making sure you have that clear vision that really taps into the heart, right? And I love, too, I was sitting here thinking about it. You talked about the road to Austin, right? Yeah. And so one of the benefits of a clear vision is clarity in and of itself, right? Right. So for some people, you might say, hey, guys, we're going to Austin. And some people might be like, yes, I love Austin. Yeah. And some people might say, ah, I hate Austin. Right. I don't want to go to Austin. Right. But regardless, there's a certain motivation and momentum and just positive energy that comes out of at least knowing this is where we're going, yeah. right? Yeah. And whether I want to be on this bus or not, right? right. So yeah. as we're getting there and we're going to Austin, man, some people are going to, man, I love food or man, I love Formula One or I love music or I love. Yeah. And so that connects with their passion and their process. Uh-huh. And so, but it, for some, it's like, you know, hey guys, that's not the direction I'm headed. And that's okay. Right. Some people are here for a reason. Some people are here for a season. We just have to make sure that we are, you know, working that plan and process with yeah. everybody on. Well, that. and I have to assume too. There's some people in that that they don't necessarily want to not go along. They just aren't excited about going to Austin. But like you said, as they get there, that's that moment of ah, oh, you knew what we were doing all along. You know, I mean, right. there's regardless, there's at least I'm energized by knowing there's a clear goal. There well, is a destination. We talked about the, the millennials, right? Yeah. The other uh, nomenclature for the millennials is the Y generation. Yeah. So as you're leading your team, you need to expect them to ask you just that. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I know alphabetically they call them the Y generation, but they're also the W-H-Y generation as gotcha. well. Nice. So on the Y, it's like, why Austin? Mm-hmm. So if you don't know why that, right? So why are we running to Nome? Well, there's a village in Nome that has diphtheria, and they're going to die if we don't take this life-saving serum, the initial mm-hmm. serum run, um, to Nome. If we don't get there, this village is going to die. That's why Nome, mm-hmm. right? right? So when you're looking at that particular piece, that passion, that purpose, that process of, you know, that brings pull it brings perseverance, it brings getting past the struggle, and, and all of those things to overcoming the objectives and the daily sort of misery, if you will, the daily difficulties, that, that elevation of it. Now, we have organizations that print posters and put them on the walls. They have an internal marketing campaign. Welcome to the, you know, the, the den of champions. Right. Um, welcome to those that achieve their dreams. We have, but we have to live in alignment with those as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what we're going to succeed at. Here's the benefit of success, the cost of failure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't. I know many times I'll purposefully give more effort. Maybe not necessarily for the benefit of success, mm-hmm. but I sure don't want to fail. Right. And so, um, how do we again elevate that particular piece, make it simple, and 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 allow everybody to run at full speed? You mentioned clarity. I love it because one of the definitions of Iditarod is clear water. Mm. And another is a distant place, depending upon the dialect of the uh, of the Inuits. Uh, so clarity and a distant place go hand in hand. And when we're talking about vision, we need that clarity of that distant place and the 17 steps that we're going to take to get there and the benefit of that particular piece. And as you guys start to fire that up, sometimes, I, you know, Sam, hey, I would let people that are fired up be those swing dog league dogs mm-hmm. in the team so that it's not always the musher trying to trying to stir everybody up into that next level. When the team starts to fire itself up, that's a great day as leaders. Yeah. No, and I think this is good. And we, we're at our time limit now, but Sam, great question. I think we could keep going here for a little while. Um, and if you're listening to this and you haven't heard some of our other episodes about Chris's book, I Did, a, I Did a Rod Leadership, um, one, I encourage you to listen to those episodes. But even more importantly, I encourage you to read the book. It really is powerful. Uh, in terms of, well, everything we've been talking about, uh, vision casting, uh, building your team. I actually, just the other day, Chris, I was coaching one of my clients. She had a question about someone on her team. And so I, I went right into the roles of the team. I mean, it just came out like, hey, you know, you've got, this is what you got to realize. You know, it's like not everyone's a lead dog. You don't want right. them to be a lead dog. Right. And so it was a great resource for me. Um, but definitely encourage you to check that out. You can Check out all things Influence Leadership and Chris Fuller at InfluenceLeadership.com. Definitely want you to connect with us on Facebook, too, and the links are there. But just like Sam did here, if you have a question or, or something, that, a topic you'd like for us to cover, we would love to do that. We really encourage you to do it. And as always, we also encourage you to rate the podcast if you're listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, wherever you're listening to it. Uh, really would be helpful for you to put in a, a great review in there and... and uh, Uh, let us know obviously how we're doing and also that helps other people find it so uh, great topic again Sam thank you so much Uh, but Chris final word for today you know the final word is uh, much like the the Iditarod analogy there's only two lead dogs two swing dogs and 80% of the team 70% of the team is just team dogs Hmm. and they may never get the vision but they want to do a great job. They want to have full contribution. And so sometimes we really don't always have to worry about, you know, giving them every piece of information and watching them catch fire. And so I think that sometimes it's absolutely okay to let your team just do the dailies while we stand back and we have the full picture. They may not. And so just componentize it, break it down into the successful habits. Those that do get it, charge on, feed them well, let them loose, even let them catch fire to the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, just clarity, define the vision, learn the purpose of every person on your team, connect those two, and ultimately the the rhythm of the run, Mm -hmm. when done well, Mm -hmm. will lead us to that ultimate, ultimate destination. So again, uh, Sam, thanks for thanks for reaching out. I think it's a great piece. Hopefully, we've gotten you some along the way towards uh, uh, towards doing that. If not, right back in. We'll uh, we'll go at it again. Yep. Thank you, Sam, and thank you all for tuning in to the Influence Leadership Podcast.